0: Welcome to the Steve Barkley Ponders Out Loud podcast. As instructional coaches and school leaders, you have a challenge to guide continuous teacher growth that promotes student success. This podcast looks to support you with strategies from our experienced guests and insights that I've gathered across many years. I'm thrilled you're here. Thanks for listening. PLCs as constellations with integration. I recently read Matthew Barzin's book, The Power of Giving Away Power, and it introduced me to the concept of constellation thinking or mindset compared to the pyramid thinking or mindset in leadership. Here's a quote from the book Jacket. Quote, a few rare leaders have seen the pyramid for the trap that it is and have learned to embrace a new shape and mindset, constellations. Organizations designed as constellations are dynamic and flexible networks of distinct yet interwoven individuals. Each member of the team feels like a singular star and is also connected to others to form something greater. Those words really spoke to me as a picture of the way I would want teachers taking part in a PLC to feel, to feel that they were a star on their own, yet connected, they could create something greater. Listen in to a few words from Matthew Barzan as he was interviewed by Simon Senek. I'll be sure to link the entire interview in the podcast lead-in. What is the power of giving away power, and where did you learn
1: that? I've just sort of been a witness to this distinct kind of leadership in the course of my life thus far, and watched how people give away power... (laughs) It's not sharing power, because I think sharing power sort of fundamentally is about division. It's like taking a finite amount of it and then dividing it up. The leaders that inspired me, they created power. Tell me a story that helps me understand, helps me see what the power of giving away power looks like. It's 2006, and Senator Obama comes to visit my adopted hometown of Louisville, Kentucky. And we do a big rally and we didn't know how many people would show up but five thousand people showed up and there was a spare hour and i just figured he'd want to go catch up on his blackberry with his senatorial work but he said hey no were there any republican or independent friends you have from town who didn't come to the rally and i said sure he's like i'd love to just talk to them so i call around we get a group around the table and senator obama doesn't say much he really just sort of asks people about their hopes and fears for the country They go around and at the end, everyone said, what an amazing discussion, what a great speaker he is. And I noted that he hadn't really said much. And one of the people who couldn't make it to that meeting called afterwards and said, wow, wow, did he light up the room? And so I found myself saying, well, yes, the room got lit up, but not in the way I think you might think. He got everyone else to light up and that's how the room light up. The pyramid, whether you're doing it top down or bottom up, does have in its favor, stability of some kind. It's just not the only kind. There's another kind of order, another kind of stability that a lot of these great leaders that the book talks about have discovered. And it's pretty amazing. I call it the constellation. So you have pyramid thinking, which is up, down, in, out, that kind of way. Constellation thinking and the constellation mindset says, hey, look, we are each our own star and we look at other people as other stars, and we can choose to connect with them to make useful patterns, it is a mindset and it is a way of seeing, thinking, feeling, and behaving. It is not like our default setting. We get very comfortable in the pyramid, or we say, well, I wanna get rid of the pyramid and I'll just be on my own. But that sort of leads to alienation. So there's this alternative out there
0: for us if we can learn from these other leaders. Reading The Power of Giving Away Power, I was also introduced to the work of Mary Parker Follett. She worked, studied, and wrote about leadership from 1868 to 1933. Here's a quote from her that also focused me on PLCs. Quote, "...small diverse groups of people with a dizzying array of different and diverging hopes and fears can try to work together to make something more impactful than they could alone, end quote. As I read more about Follett, I found a description of integration as being critical and a desired outcome. As I read it, I connected to earlier writing and thinking that I have done comparing PLCs that were cooperating to PLCs that were collaborating. Follett explains why it's better to make decisions through integration than through acquiescence, victory, or compromise. With acquiescence, we give in to the pushiest or highest ranking person, and therefore we haven't brought our whole self to the group. With victory, the person who prevails gets the group to agree to their idea. But again, you haven't provided sufficiently for others to contribute. With compromise, everyone provides some acquiescence, and no one really leaves satisfied. When we have integration, all the members of the group make something new together. And by making something new together, Everyone owns the new idea. Individuality is enhanced and not reduced as a result. That really struck me because I have found frequently that teachers have a concern that they lose their individuality when they're working with a team or a a, a PLC. And I think that that is because insufficient time is dedicated to work through the concept of integration and having the group create what it is that they're going to implement. It's common in my conversations with instructional coaches for them to describe their participation in PLCs within the school. In my mind, As long as the instructional coach is planning and facilitating these meetings, they have not yet become real PLCs. For that to happen, the coach needs to be seen as a member of the group. As a member, the coach would have shared accountability for the success of PLC goals. Most coaches would be too heavily committed if that was considered their role in all the PLCs. My guess is that it becomes increasingly difficult to avoid acquiescence, victory, and compromise if teachers perceive that the coach is in charge. Too often, teachers express frustration that a PLC meeting was not worth the time that it consumed. And I think that they place that responsibility then on the coach, avoiding the team member's responsibility for the outcomes of their PLC. I believe coaches can play an important role in guiding teachers to learn the skills needed to function as a team that's practicing integration. The coach's role should decrease, and eventually the coach is an invited guest when his or her skills and knowledge would support The current PLC's exploration. Our focus should be on creating environments that encourage and support interdependence rather than dependence, which drowns out individual potential, or independence, which can inhibit contributions to something bigger than ourselves. Follett describes three expectations to take into a meeting with the goal of building interdependence. I see them all applying to PLCs. They may make a great addition to a PLC's norms. Number one, expect to need others. This understanding that diversity builds stronger decisions supports the role that others will play in your decision-making. That concept was reinforced in an article from Catlin Ryan, where she explored three benefits of diversity in community engagement. Diversity can help groups to analyze the facts more clearly. Diversity creates clarity on real problems. Diverse representation pulls all of us forward. Boy, all three of those are certainly key indicators that we'd be searching for in PLCs. Follett's second expectation, expect to be needed, bringing your whole self to the meeting and being open to answering and asking hard questions and pursuing them wherever you go. This is why it's critical to have an environment of trust that encourages vulnerability. An expectation of needing others and being needed by others helps create vulnerability for trust to grow. When trust is present, vulnerability increases. And equally, vulnerability is often necessary for trust to be built. Trust is essential to an effective team because it provides a sense of safety When team members feel safe with each other, they feel comfortable to open up, to take appropriate risk, and expose vulnerabilities. Without trust, there's less innovation, collaboration, creative thinking, productivity. People spend their time instead protecting themselves and their interest. This is time that should be spent helping the group gain its goals instead its last expectation, expect to be changed. You should expect to leave a meeting not quite the same as you entered. If you were engaged in integration, in interdependence, you created something new. While you gave power to the larger co-creative activity, your own power did not diminish, but rather increased. I'm recalling an earlier piece that I had read, that shared work of Daniel Pink and Warren Berger, about questions connected to our intellectual humility. Intellectual humility is probably an important issue in being a PLC member with a focus on integration. I think these are four pretty good questions that we can ask ourselves to uh, to check our own mindset. One, do I think more like a soldier or a scout? You see, soldiers defend their position while scouts are exploring. Integration requires me to be exploring. Would I rather be right or would I rather understand? In order to understand, I have to be questioning and listening, very different from being driven by being right. Do I solicit and seek out opposing points of view? And lastly, do I enjoy the pleasant surprise of discovering I've been mistaken? As school leaders, both teacher leaders and administrative leaders, work to build interdependence among the staff. We are actually modeling the environment for our staff that we'd like them to be building for our students. We should be providing such an environment for students to maximize content learning while also practicing the skills and mindsets for continued success in school and well beyond. Consider where you're currently working and learning as part of a constellation, and how does that compare to spots where you're working within the pyramid? How might our students gain from our creating more constellation-like relationships among our staffs. I'd love to hear your thoughts and questions. Remember, you can always reach me at BarclayPD.com. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening, folks. I'd love to hear what you're pondering. You can find me on Twitter or LinkedIn at Steve Barclay. Or send me your questions and find my videos and blogs at barclaypd.com.